1: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong
3: and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Well, you tell me, Hanson. Tell me in my ear. Do you think it's worth it? Do you think the payoff is worth it? Is the juice worth the squeeze, as they say? Is the juice worth the squeeze on this trip, on this clip, Hansen? Whisper in his ear. Hansen says it's a familiar and enjoyable tale. So this is this is President <laughs> Biden yesterday. He gave a long meandering speech about Amtrak and infrastructure. It's all about the big contrillion dollar infrastructure bill and that sort of stuff. But he started in on his Amtrak story that has been debunked a number of times and others. Well, let's let's just listen to it.
4: Amtrak wasn't just the way to get home. The family. The conductors, the engineers, they literally became my family. I used to have a, I used to have a summer party at my home in Delaware. Started off with about ten conductors and uh, and and uh, and engineers. Ended up with about seventy people. They became my friends. Went an awful lot of their children's weddings and unfortunately funerals of them. When I was vice president, I flew over a million miles on Air Force Two, and I was uh, going home as a United States uh, as vice president. And one of the conductors said to me. Hey Joe, big deal. A million, whatever, two hundred you said you've you've traveled over a million miles on Amtrak. How the hell do you know that? And they added it up at their but folks look, I made a thousand trips. Wow. So I've been through this tunnel a thousand times. And uh, you know, but when folks talk about how badly the Baltimore tunnel needs an upgrade, you don't need me to tell you. I've been
0: there. We were headed over to Riverdale, which is what we called Shelbyville at the time.
3: Wow. That was an incoherent old guy. And
0: and you know, the fact checkers at work to see, were were there ever any parties for the Amtrak people and did he ever attend a single wedding and or funeral for any of the Amtrak people and because the whole story of the Amtrak guy coming up to him and talking about how many miles he rode has been debunked by the Washington Post and others multiple times. But he just... (laughs) Anyway, so uh, among the things he talked about yesterday was uh, Joe Biden touting electric vehicle um, uh, and how they're taking over and tax credits because of the infrastructure package that he put out there. And he tweeted out, on my watch, the great American road trip is going to be fully electrified. Biden tweeted with a picture of him in a GMC Hummer EV. That ranges in cost from 87 grand to 110 grand depending on the model. It has been pointed out by many people that that does not qualify for the $7500 tax credit that he mentions in that tweet. Because of a number of restrictions where various parts of the vehicle are made, the cost of the vehicle, et cetera, et cetera. Oh,
3: uh, in his defense, though, neither does virtually any electrical vehicle you can buy. Yeah, true. Practically nothing qualifies.
0: In his defense, it would be very hard to find an electric vehicle that would qualify for the $7,500 tax credit that is. In the tweet, the whole tweet is, on my watch, a great American road trip is going to be fully electrified. And now, through a tax credit, you can get up to $7,500 on a new electric vehicle. Bit of a swing and a miss to have him sitting in a vehicle that doesn't qualify. But as you point out, hardly any vehicles qualify. And to, to me, this is more about the moment we're in politically than this particular thing. It's just the Secretary of Homeland Security can stand up and say, the border's secure. While we're setting records for people coming through, the president can, can can tweet out a picture of him in a car and say, I just gave you a tax credit and the road trip is going to be electrified. And none of that is even close to true. And it just doesn't matter anymore. I think Biden's closer to right on our moment than, uh, than those of us who are complaining in a sickening way.
3: So your local car dealer shows you a truck and says, now $10,000 off. They have to have in little print. Well, first of all, they have do not attempt. The guy's riding down a road in suburbia. I'm going to attempt that today. In fact, I got such balls. I'm going to do it for the next five days in a row.
0: <laughs> yes, I like when the, the car's driving
3: around in closed course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but so they show pictures of the truck, and they got to have in fine print at the bottom shown with optional uh, features. But the president can say, yeah, drive an electric truck like this one, and Joy, you'll get, uh, you'll get a rebate. Yeah. And it can be a vehicle that you don't get the rebate, and it just doesn't matter.
0: Uh, Car and Driver, quoting an article they have about uh, electric cars currently. Currently, it's estimated that around 1% of the 250 million cars, SUVs, and light-duty trucks on American roads are electric. The gap between uh, the and now now commentary from Byron York of the Washington Examiner, the gap between reality and the president's statement is pretty wide that the great American road trip is electrified on his watch. Okay, it will be someday. I do think electric cars will be the dominant form of transportation someday, but not on his watch with currently 1% of vehicles on the road electric cars. Then you've got this from the Wall Street Journal from just this past summer. I rented an electric car for a four-day road trip. I spent more time charging than I did sleeping. I will not do it again anytime soon. The great American road trip is electrified on my watch. Okay, well, somebody tried to do it in a non-Tesla, and it was almost impossible. I did it in a Tesla, the best Tesla they make in terms of range and that sort of thing. And I won't drive from Northern California to L.A. again trying to do that. Even with the Tesla infrastructure, it's a pain in the ass. Now, again, I think it—it's got it's the next thing. It will happen. But we're so far from there yet. Mm-hmm. How does the president get away with saying crap like that? Not to mention the fact that the car you're sitting in, the truck you're sitting in, doesn't qualify for your big rebate.
3: You know, I could do a week of shows on the various fantasies that the state of California has in terms of generating and using power. Um, I mentioned this a few minutes ago. Let me just go ahead and pay it off. Um, the uh, The state of California is requiring zero emissions electricity by 2045. Which means that the state's electricity will have to be met entirely with wind and solar power with a dollop of geothermal and hydroelectric power thrown in because they're they're shutting down the uh, eventually the last uh, nuclear power plant, even though that's the cleanest energy on Earth uh, and then <clears throat> to meet the goals of zero emissions. Uh, the state's politicians' regulators have enacted a smorgasbord of bans on almost everything that uses fossil fuels. This is this is two things. This is a reminder to Californians of what you better get you ready for. And uh, just a, a shout-out to the rest of the country. This is what happens in California. The sale of new internal combustion cars and light trucks will be banned in a dozen years. Allegedly.
0: Allegedly. I don't think it's going to happen, but...
3: Yeah, I think they will realize, oh, we're 25 years short of being ready for this, and they will uh, hem and haw and then change well, it. But anyway.
0: Worth pointing out right here, the article from the Wall Street Journal yesterday, Toyota rethinks the EV strategy with a new CEO. The CEO of Toyota saying, I speak for the silent majority in the car industry, It says, we're not even close to there yet with electric vehicles. He said, hybrids? That okay. seems like a pretty good idea. But full-out electric vehicles? No. Nah.
3: No, so the return to good work. sense is, uh, is at least begun, I think. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 the sale of new internal combustion cars. Oh, I said that. The ban on the sale of large diesel trucks starts in 2045. Uh, on January 1st of this year, the ban on operating diesel trucks with engines manufactured before 2010 has already taken effect. So any 13-year-old or older diesel engine in a truck is banned in California. And though the recent imbroglio over a nationwide ban on the sale of gas stoves has settled down, California has just enacted such a ban, which takes effect in 2030. No more gas stoves. It's idiotic. In the same year, the state will prohibit new gas furnaces and water heaters, and a ban on both the sale and use of gas-powered small engines... Example: Lawnmowers, chainsaws, portable generators. The use of them is banned starting next
0: year. So you're not grandfathered in by already owning one. You just can't you you can't use the one you've already got anymore.
3: That's uh, the ban on the sale and use, according to City Journal, which is usually uh, quite accurate.
0: So how would you read that as a guy who almost went to law school? Does that mean I can't use one I've already beginning next year? Period. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I've got a giant gas-powered mower we use at the farm that was really expensive. Hmm. Um,
3: and I can't use that anymore. You know, you might get like a special dispensation for agricultural land. I don't know. Oh, and uh, the part I left out in the whole, uh, you know, we're going to do it all through wind and solar with a smattering of hydroelectric, blah, 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 was those numbers are hilariously Not uh, achievable. I mean, they're not even close to being close. The uh, available capacity and the expected capacity going forward a dozen, 15 years is not even so far away. It's like me promising you I'm going to bench press 500 pounds. I'm not going to come to 25% of that, probably. And yet, Getting back to the Joe Biden smiling senilely out of his truck that doesn't qualify for the very rebates he's touting. The great American road trip is electrified on my watch is just, just not a true statement. No, you just say anything you want to ver- to signal your tribal loyalty. Do you think he knows that or is he so like
0: fed crap by lefty green people that he sees these numbers and thinks everybody's out there traveling in electric cars. Does he, like, actually not
3: know? Let me analyze that question for you, Jack. Our two choices are, is he being sincere but uninformed, or is he a liar? He's been a politician for 40 years. 1%. And you think think he's still, like, innocent and, and, and just was duped into telling an untruth.
0: 1%. Of the 250 million cars are electric, and practically nobody's using those for road trips. I mean, it would be like a dozen people who tr-
3: are going to try it next year and then decide never to do it again. You would have to be A, retired, and B, intent on reading 10,000 pages of novels during your trip. Because you'd spend a hell of a lot of time reading while charging your car. Uh, And I apologize. I said Joe Biden had been in politics for 40 years. It's 50 50 (laughs) years. And you're asking me, do you think he just made a mistake? Wake up, son.
0: I don't know. I feel like a lot of uh, the green people I live amongst have a very skewed view of the impact electric cars are having because they live in a liberal town with lots of Teslas driving around. But that that is, I believe that is mm-hmm. not the reality. And sure, it's fine. Electric cars. I, th- I think the future electric cars is mostly going to be you have one to take the kids to school and go to the grocery store and all the stuff you do in town.
3: It works pretty well. Yeah. If you have enough money to have a commuter car and a, a other car, you'll have an electric car. Yeah. So then that way, like half of the cars could be electric.
0: But man, we're a, we're not even close to the great American road trip is electrified. Whatever, old man. Matt, had
4: a
3: care
0: That's a lot I a care Do you care. think some of his people would have said, we should really have him sitting in a car that qualifies for the rebate? But somebody else said, it doesn't matter, you dip ass. What do you, right. gonna, what do you think harm is going to be done by tweeting out to people who already agree with us?
3: They're not going to look he, into it. Did he signal his tribal loyalty? Yes, he did. Moving along. Exactly. Wow, we're in weird times. More on the way.
5: Armstrong and Getty.
2: your perfect home sweet home
4: The
5: Armstrong and Getty show
0: Consumers might be a little freaked out based on the latest data I know I am as a consumer. More on that coming up.
3: Also coming up, NBA star and affordable housing advocate Stephen Curry is uh, writing to his local city council saying, hey, that affordable housing thing, that's way too close to my house. Please not here. So isn't that cute? Stay with us for that. Um,, this is good news in a way, I think. Christopher Rufo, do you know Chris Rufo? We've quoted him many times. He is uh, fighting against the new racism, among other things, and also the teaching of uh, radical sex theory to little kids in our schools. But he and Ilya Shapiro, a constitutional scholar, you may recognize his name. He was the guy who got heaved out of Georgetown before he even started his job for a poorly worded tweet about the Supreme Court. New justice. Anyway, uh, as uh, Chris Rufo tweets, this month Ilya Shapiro and I published a model policy to abolish DEI bureaucracies. That's your evil diversity, equity, inclusion, Marxist bureaucracies. Prohibit coercive diversity statements. End mandatory diversity training and ban racial preferences in public universities. A group of courageous academics has now endorsed our proposal, and these academics have endorsed it formally in writing and explained why they think it's a great idea. Now, granted, there are a lot of professors at a lot of different colleges, and the presence of these guys and gals on a campus or two doesn't mean much, but... Uh, among the people who have signed the model legislation, which is, is completely written out, it is full-on legislation, it's not just an idea, include this uh, professor from the University of Texas at Austin, University of Chicago, Stanford University, Princeton University, University of Texas at Austin, Stanford, again, University of Washington, Texas A&M, another University of Chicago, and the American Enterprise Institute. Hmm. Um. Saying things like, the Rufo et al. model legislation addresses the most pressing domestic issue facing our nation. Colorblind equal treatment of all is not only essential for academic excellence, but also for the continuing functioning of our pluralistic republic. That's Dorian Abbott from the University of Chicago, for instance. Ivan Marinovich from uh, Stanford says, "I support the model legislation. Adopting it is a no-brainer if one wants to restore academic freedom and excellence in our universities. DEI is a divisive and illiberal Trojan horse that is taking our universities down a nihilistic path, etc. So we'll track this. We'll r- maybe reach out to uh, Rufo and Ilya Shapiro and ask him exactly what it says, and you know if they could translate it. But yeah, that uh, seems the- like a good idea." Yeah, the long and short of it is you can't discriminate by race. Which is established law and has been over and over and over again.
0: Um, A quick follow-up to the whole Joe Biden electric car thing he did yesterday. Um, (laughs) I like this tweet. There are few things funnier than Joe Biden touting a car that costs more than the average family's annual salary. That is the most inefficient EV on the road, and there's documentation to back that up. It is the most inefficient of the EVs on the road and more inefficient than gas cars in terms of energy used. And best of all, ineligible for the tax credit under his administration's rules, but cranked out by the unions that get him elected. Right, and there he is sitting in the SUV. On my watch, the great American road trip is going to be electrified, and you get the $7,500 tax credit. We live in a post-truth world. It is weird. I
3: don't even know how to react
0: to this. Yeah, I know. I know. It's unbelievable. Consumers look like they are panicking. Have some data to back that up. Are you, among other things, on the way? If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
1: Strong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: We're getting scurred and pulling back on our spending, it looks like. Uh, More on that in just a little bit. But as far as flying, because it's been such a nightmare over the last couple of months, they're uh, changing some things around. Let's learn about that
5: it can make a big difference if you travel a lot or hope to the more you fly one airline and use their credit card the higher your airline status more points more perks free checked bags lounge access tsa pre-check seat upgrades and free flights but after lowering the requirements for passengers to achieve elite status during the pandemic some airlines are now raising the requirements back to pre-pandemic levels take delta airlines to achieve gold Medallion status for 2024 Delta is raising the required amount of qualifying dollars from six thousand to eight thousand dollars with Delta or its credit cards it's also limiting access to its lounge last year American Airlines went to an all-point system United is also reinstating pre-pandemic elite requirements a combination of flights purchases or both to gain status Southwest will require more points for a companion pass ticket.
0: Hmm. and the rich get richer. <laughs> Is that what's happening? Uh, um, I'm not lounge material. I just even if I qualified with the points or whatever, they just I'm not Delta lounge material. I don't know what goes on in the lounge, but I picture uh you mm. know sm- smoking jackets and someone playing a harp and uh orders There's a or lot of that,
3: yes. Orders yes. I can't name, so Yes, you're you're more food court material, Jack. We think yes. you'd be more comfortable there. Yes. <laughs> Why
0: don't you hang out over there at the Sabaro's
3: Pizza? You know, if I was a super rich guy and it were available, you know what the one thing I would pay a ton for on an airplane ride is is especially a longer one. An airplane ride is that what you call it? Hey, we're going yeah. for an airplane ride. That's right. <laughs> Private <laughs> bathroom. Oh. Can you imagine? Or maybe like a, a guest list only. There'd be like only the, the front two rows of people could use this particular bathroom. No, that's still too many people. No, this guy, they're like, Whoa. it's a, it's an extra $1,000 on your ticket. And I'm not saying I got this kind of money. I would just like to. It's an extra $1,000 and only two of you get to use that bathroom. <laughs> I was thinking of using the bathroom in a moment. Would you like to go first? Oh, no, please help yourself. Oh, it'd be so clean in there. Is is there a reason
0: they can't make the plane nine inches longer and make the bathroom twice as big?
3: Well, because if if they did, they would think, you know, you make it uh, two inches longer than that. We can cram in another row of seats and screw the bathroom thing. And They'll stick in another row of seats. I'm surprised
0: that hasn't happened yet. The making the bathroom just a little bigger
3: yeah I know and i'm I'm at this point in my life five foot ten inches tall, and it's difficult for me to kind of contort myself into a way to use it. I can't imagine you six four guys or whatever how do you are you like doing the limbo as you pee? It's gonna be hard
0: yeah if you're uh if you have to sit if i if you'll if you get my drift
3: um uh how do you even do that? I don't think I could. Well, unless you're long of body and short of other parts, it's gross. Oh, I don't want to get too specific. Although half the, you know what, half the population has a penis, allegedly. Oh, that reminds me. You know what? This is much more entertaining than the, than what I was going to talk about.
0: Did you have a point to that, or was that just a bold declaration that half <laughs> the population usually. has a penis?
3: <laughs> Not usually. <laughs> no, it's kind of a. Advanced form of Tourette's. I just shout out just statements about anatomy. No. <laughs> Everybody's so, got two feet. Those bathrooms are disgusting. Yeah. Uh, let's let's see if I can find it. This is the latest uh, uh, tr- trans theory insanity uh, joke. Here it is. The state of Washington, which is blazing new trails in uh, being woke and idiotic just made a reference in the official Washington uh, Department of Health uh, publication about, quote-unquote, transmasculine people with a cervix. So, ladies, you are now a person with a cervix. They're trying to get women. Oh, Lord, he used the W word. (laughs) They're trying to get women to get... Checks Like uh, pap smears get checked for cervical cancer, but they can't use the term woman anymore. So they're using person with a cervix, including transmasculine persons with a cervix. Seems a
0: little contorted.
3: Lot, dot, da, 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 de, da, 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 as they be clown themselves. <laughs> un believable <laughs>
0: uh okay to the thing i was originally going to mention before we got ah, off on yes the,
3: before we got off on tall guys trying to pee in bathrooms and transmasculine people with or without cervixes right
0: percentage of people with or without various genitalia
3: what um, i would pay for a private airplane bathroom so much <laughs> ground we covered where were we
0: uh wall street journal today the u.s consumer is starting to freak out the flush savings accounts and the cheap credit that helped keep Americans spending at high rates since 2020 are disappearing, and it's changing, and this is going to have an effect. Uh, we mention this all the time, but in case you don't know, the engine of the U.S. economy is consumer spending. It's two-thirds of our entire economy is us spending. So when we cut back, it affects the economy bigly. Retail purchases have fallen in three of the past four months. Spending on services including rent, Haircuts in the bulk of bills was flat in December after adjusting for inflation, the worst monthly reading in a year. And that goes back to, you know, full on pandemic days. Sales of existing homes in the U.S. fell last year to the lowest level in a decade. The auto industry posted its worst sales year in more than a decade. I didn't realize that. This is all a stark turnaround from the second half of 2020. When Americans lifted the economy out of the pandemic turned down, but uh, that a lot had a lot to do with the government cranking out money. And so people snapped up exercise bikes, televisions, laptop computers for school children, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. When the restrictions were lifted, then we all went out to eat and traveled and all that sort of thing. But when the government stimulus went away, we all pulled back, and now we're, I guess, feeling like we overspent, maybe because our credit card debt is so high. And so we're just pulling back on everything we spend in general, um, and the Wall Street Journal is very worried about what that's going to do overall to the economy if this trend continues for very many more months.
3: Ah, huh, yeah, I could see it continuing for a few more months. Uh, yeah. There's so many caveats, so many it depends is, but I don't know about the rest of you, but I feel like, you know, it's a couple of days after the earthquake and... And, and the big event is passed, but we're still cleaning up glass and there are cracks in the walls and such. And life is not back to normal yet. It's, it's, it still feels like the aftermath, ec- economically speaking. You know what I mean?
0: Consumer spending accounts for about 70% of the economy. As I mentioned, a downshifting consumer is a key reason that business and academic economists polled by the Wall Street Journal on average put the probability of a recession in the next 12 months at 61%. So we will see. Uh, my personal experience, just my anecdotal personal experience. Haven't been in an airport a couple times in the last few weeks, and restaurants and that sort of stuff. The mall was freaking packed. So I don't know hmm. how that fits in with everything else. Of course, a lot of places went out of business. So um, I don't know. It's hard. That's why it's hard to go with anecdotal evidence.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about the same thing. I don't. I don't know. <sighs> It just feels like it's all still shaking out. Like I said before, I don't, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what what would be good news, what would be disappointing. It just all got so blanked up, and then so much money was slathered around. Then you've got a skyrocketing of interest rates. Right. It mentions I mean, that if in the that article. Was obviously, the only thing that happened. Sure. You'd you'd expect, you know, things to be gyrating a little wildly right now.
0: Yeah, savings are about half where they were uh, during the pandemic in terms of people putting money away. Credit card debt is at record high. So they're just there are the building blocks of a pretty rough period. Hopefully that doesn't happen.
3: Right. And while gyrations in the real estate market, uh, you know, obviously the interest rate bears heavily on that. But, I mean, I was just reading a couple different things about – you know market's are rising and falling and uh, houses spending longer on the market and and drops in sales volume and stuff like that the housing market is still clearly in a state of upheaval what upheaval um eh. So again, it's difficult to cite anything as a trend. It seems like everything just lasts for a couple of months, then we find out it's going in a different direction. So,
0: sure, upheaval—that's well, our theme. And what we always leave out of the conversation, and everybody does, is the uh, the black swan event. There's always a possibility of uh, you know something huge happening.
3: Well, first of all, I don't see my swans through the lens of race, Jack. But um, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, you know, and you got war in Europe too, obviously. Right. Speaking of things, I've been reading a couple of different articles, uh, the, the s- summation of which were sanctions don't do squat. Oh, really? Anybody with any level of cleverness witness the Chinese military or the Russian government can find ways around them. They're, they're inconveniences for sure. They're uncomfortable. They're a bit of a pinch. Uh, but Russia's uh, level of imports now has returned to its pre-sanctions level. As they've just found ways around direct imports from the countries that have said, we won't uh, export to you anymore. They just buy through third parties or have it shipped through here, there, and and elsewhere. You know, if the uh, Chinese military needs a bunch of advanced chips, they just have somebody go buy, you know, 500 of the best laptops on Earth. Then they dismantle them and grab the chip and think, well, that was kind of expensive and move on with their uh, commie lives. Just I'm not I'm not saying abandon the idea of sanctions for the rest of all time, but it was just striking how uh, and again, you don't need to be a super genius to come up with ways around sanctions. It's fairly easy to do once you figure it out. You have major shipping lines, for instance, who are now vastly expanding their capacity between, say, you know, Turkey and Russia, because that's where all the goods are flowing through now.
0: So according to Politico, Many top Democrats are not that keen on the idea of uh, Kamala Harris as a presidential candidate. I know this is shocking news. Are any keen on it? But uh, can quote some of those people? Um, This is from the, yeah, we know department, among other <laughs> things. Also, how to tell if somebody's reading your text messages. I just came across this, found this kind of interesting.
3: Like know. leaning over my shoulder or?
0: No, like getting into your phone and reading them. Really? Yeah. Those bastards.
3: Are Mind they, your own
0: business. The, can the people at AT&T just like sit there in the back room and read all my texts if they want to? Does that work that way or not?
3: Mm, don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> or do they? Can I, they? I, I don't bet they can. Do you know? that I think about Does it. Does
0: anybody know? Uh, text line 415295 KFTC. Have you worked for T-Mobile or Verizon or AT&T? Can somebody, texting some,
3: rates will apply as at reads your texts. Can
0: somebody sit in the back room and just read my texts for fun if they want to? I mean, mine wouldn't be that great, but some people's would be. Um, all on the way. Stay with us.
5: Armstrong and Getty.
2: perfect home sweet
4: home
5: the Armstrong and Getty show
1: hey guys it's national meat week (laughs)
0: This reminds me of all the great Meat Week specials on TV when I was a kid. Uh, They actually
1: showed a rerun of one of my favorites uh, tonight. Take a look at this. Really? (laughs) Trader
4: meat. I got a beef sirloin. I got a smoked ham. I got a lamb shank.
5: I got Arby's. Your cholesterol is alarmingly high, Charlie Brown. We'll return after these messages. (laughs) I love that question.
1: (laughs) So
0: that's the second Arby's attack by a late night host from last night. I won't stand for it. I'll eat Arby's today in solidarity. There you go. I love it. Uh, I came across this headline, and I it's it sounds frightening. I don't know how true it is. I might need... I just forgot to check the text to see if anybody who works at a uh, 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 a phone place can tell you about texts, whether people at the phone company, if they can read your texts. Anyway, this is from the New York Post. Clues someone is reading or getting a copy of your text messages. Um iPhone users should look to their families. Apple iMessage texts can be intercepted by someone close to you using a connected device. There are a couple of ways they can do this. Well, hmm. So I guess between husbands and wives, you could be definitely reading each other's texts. Have you ever looked to, to see if you can do that, Joe? Like grab Judy's iPad? First, there's message forwarding. You can use this feature to forward messages to another device automatically. Oh, the thing is, another uh, someone else can do the same. Here's how to check if it's enabled. You go to settings, messages, text message, forwarding. If you don't see um, uh, if you see it, it may turn off iMessage and turn it back on, tap send and receive, blah, blah, blah. And you can check and see if it was set up to forwarding. If someone else set it to forwarding for you or if it just somehow got set to forwarding. But it could be set on forwarding where your text messages are being forwarded to someone else on your plan.
3: Wow, it doesn't Which, sound like the sort of thing that could happen accidentally.
0: No, it doesn't. Um, you can also use a code to see if your calls and texts are being forwarded. Open the phone app, tap on the keypad, dial pound 21 pound, and hit the green call button. You should get an info screen that tells you whether or not your calls and texts are being forwarded. So have you done this with your kids or back when they were... Did your kids... I remember the timeline of this did iPhones exist when your kids were like not adults
3: mm, they were might as well have been adults don't doesn't everybody cite around 08 something as yeah. when uh iPhone hit about yeah about 07 that's when i got mine Yeah, so Caitlin was like 15, 16, but... Would you have been okay with, or do you think it would
0: have been all right if you had set that thing to enable it so you could read
3: her texts
0: when she was a high
3: schooler? Um, No, I, I wouldn't have been comfortable with that. That's just not the way we operated as a family. We talked a lot about making good decisions, why certain things were a good idea and why other things were a terrible idea. And then said, go make good decisions. Now, it wasn't as simple as that. We but, but, supervised Jim, certain things, but yeah, I felt no uh, need to surveil my kids.
0: You didn't, you didn't check uh, browser history on computers and stuff?
3: I think I, I did once out of curiosity. Um, but, A, they were significantly older than your kids are now when they got smartphones. I mean, like 17, 18.
0: Right. Which makes um, a difference. There's a, it's a difference between spying on a 17-year-old's texts than an 11-year-old's, I think. but
3: Yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't, again, you raise your kids the way you think you ought to in the rapidly changing world you find yourself I'd in. I'd say. What do you think,
0: do you think most people do? Check on uh, browser histories? Do you check on the browser history of your high school or even an adult if they live in your home? Well, because yeah, some people make that argument, you're living in my house. I don't
3: know. So I'm going to uh, check your browser
0: history. I don't know. Well, I, if you don't like it, get out. You're yeah, exactly. Lazy. Be a couch well, that, surfing piece of such and <laughs> such. <laughs> that's the argument some make. I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm many years off from there. But text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Hanson was telling me about a thing he's got in his house, which I have. I need to look into where the Wi-Fi shuts down in the house at like whatever time you want it to. So oh, there's yeah, no yeah. way you can get on the Wi-Fi after, say, 8 p.m. Unless, you you know, you got the code. Like, I got the code so I can be on the Wi-Fi, but no other devices could be. So you can't be, te- you wouldn't be texting or, well, you wouldn't be on your laptop. I guess you'd text if you got the cellular plan. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. So, oh. well, some people must do this. I mean, if there is an option to go into your family plan and set any of the phones to forward the text messages... To you, some people must have wanted that ability, and some people must use it. It's hard to come up with a situation where you would other than spying on people. Isn't it? It's kind of hard to come up with a situation where it's just a good idea. We all get each other's texts. (laughs) I just can't even imagine...
3: Yeesh. Mm, unless you have like a work phone, a personal phone, and on the weekends you think, all right, maybe I want it forwarded. I can't, I'm, I'm stretching my imagination. I don't know.
0: No, i would be kind of interested if any of y'all do that. Text line four one five two nine five 295 KFTC.
3: Speaking of watching your kids and trying to bring them up right, uh, some really amazing information about the fentanyl problem from uh, an EMT. Well, somebody who's a first responder talking about fentanyl and overdoses and that sort of thing. Speaking of things you ought to talk to your kids about, that's next hour on the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you don't get the show, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand, wherever you like to download podcasts.
0: We do four hours. You
2: should listen to them all.
4: Armstrong and Getty.